His five homeowner has pocketed around about £112,000 in the last 20 years with property price increases across Fife. QVT. Actually, crazy, Jimmy. We're going to bring Jimmy Mullen on to discuss this. Oh, that's mentally eh? over the last twenty years, property prices. I mean, since two thousand and one, the UK average house price has actually risen an astonishing one hundred and eighty-seven percent across the UK. While London's actually seen about two hundred and forty-seven, um, and and we've seen a huge increase in Fife as well. You know, what do you think? Do you think that's just natural appreciation, or what do you think's driven that? Um. I think it will be a combination of both um, national well, appreciation, but also people are starting to discover more what Fife has to offer as well and how it's developed as a as a county as well. So I think it's a combination of both. But It's still really a good price point, isn't it, though? I mean, looking back at people that bought their house in the first few years of the new millennium, uh, a few of those were of, of buying and selling property in 2001 could have couldn't have forecasted really a, a massive financial impact to the decision we'd have on the rest of their lives. Um, in those years, when you think about it, there's been winners and losers. Uh, while some five buyers have actually made hundreds of thousands of pounds uh, and five renters have paid out tens of thousands of pounds and yet have been unable to buy their first home. But life is often not that simple. Um, and in and, and this article, we really wanted to discuss that, Mark. I mean, the average house price in five, and here it comes, has increased by 154.8% to 185,700 in the last 20 years. That's a profit of £112,830. Now, of course, these are the average prices, and they don't actually take inflation into consideration. Yet, even with adjusted inflation, house prices have actually risen by 82.7% in the last 20 years. So... Is investing in housing a good a good asset? <laughs> I uh, would think so. <laughs> I think people like yourself, Jim, are rubbing their hands together right now when they read stuff like like this. Um, unbelievable. But as you said just a, a few moments ago, when you think about the average price in five now being at one hundred eighty-five thousand, that's a great price point when you compare places close by like Edinburgh, Glasgow. What you get to offer here is unbelievable. It is too. I mean, that does really point out at, at that price point. Because when you think about, you know, you think about the logic of some of the places we've sold. I mean, effectively, I sold a one-bedroom in Creole, you know, apartment for for more than that, mm -hmm. and and you're getting an average house in here for that sort of price point. And and that's in the Glenrothes. That's taking Glenrothes into account. Do you think it's taking anywhere else into account apart from the Glenrothes area? You know, the fact that the other side of that, you know, to bring that down. Mm. I would say that's in general, of what I see going from ranging from the East Newt to Leven to Glenrothes to Cooper to St Andrews, I would say that's probably about spot on. Um, I would say that probably would go an average price point. I would say 
if you go from Leven, Glenrothes to St Andrews to the East Nuke, I would say Cooper is a good middle ground there. And at 185, I would say that's sort of like a two to three bedroom semi-detached ex-council in the middle mark of yeah. all the markets. Um, I think so, Cooper. I think Cooper is that a split point. And then you come to then you're into Leavenmouth, you're into you're into Glenrothes, you're into Kirkcaldy, and then you're into Dunfermline. So the west of Fife and maybe the central Fife tend to be the other side and the average. And then when you come up to the east of Fife. It's St Andrews and Wormit and uh, and East Nuke, and that tends to be the other side of that average, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say you're spot on there. That's what I see, and that's why I think knowing on where they are, um, I would say that's about spot on for for what yeah. I see in the market when I'm seeing well, when we're bringing on stuff to the market. Yeah, I would say that's a very accurate number. Mm -hmm. I mean, characteristically, the 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 longer the house, the the homeowner has owned the, the five property, the larger the gain when they actually sell. Uh, most of these profits will never be really seen by five homeowners. Um, it's never been money in the bank unless you actually sell up and downsize or move somewhere else uh, cheaper. Remember that cheaper, because um, instead these gains are actually just reinvested back into the next house when they actually buy it. Yeah. So unless you're actually unless you've got a house independently of your own house, that's the only way you're ever going to make any of these gains. Um, so it really is property investors that are actually making the gains. Yeah, hundred percent. I had a lady call me today. She recently sold um, an apartment in Cooper with us. Made a good profit on it. She called me today saying, "Look, I'm Jimmy. I'm looking to reinvest that again, but keeping the profit that she's made, get back on there, get something similar for try and get it for a bit less price, and um, get back on, get back on the buy to let market." Do you think? Do you think that's a? See, I often think that's a false economy, um, because when you think about the exit costs of actually selling, uh, then your your cost of selling, and then cost of having to reinvest, and then actually the four percent EDS again, um, you're going to have to you're going to really have to hold it for the next you know ten or twenty years to actually see that again again, and you then you have to question yourself as like was it the right strategy to sell in the first place? Yeah, I suppose um, this lady. I know she knows what she's doing. She owns a letting agency as well. Um, yeah. Doesn't cover doesn't cover five, but um, knowing what she did, that's been in the property. It's been that particular property had been in the family for a long, long time. And when I told her the value, she didn't believe me. So when we achieved that, she was rubbing her hands together. Um, no, it's the key, it. isn't it? It's the fact that it's it's a lot of people actually don't realise how uh, truly how much their property is actually worth. Um, I mean, we've got our instant valuation tool on here, and if anybody's watching, please feel free to take advantage of that. It literally is 30 seconds. We're down to 30 seconds by now, <laughs> now by the way. Because <laughs> the we buy any car advert, instant valuation tools, you can get it 30 seconds. Well, you can actually get it in 30 seconds. They're literally just putting number of beds, the address of the property, and 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 um, and, and that's it, effectively. Uh, and you're getting an instant valuation, um, top, middle, and bottom, um, on rental value and of... Uh, of the um, valuation itself. Um, interestingly enough, a lot of people have actually commented to me to say the instant valuation tool we've got is, is pretty accurate and it's pretty good that way. Um, so they're actually quite pleased with what they're doing because then they don't really need to talk to anybody and get all the rigmarole of, well, have you got a house to sell? You know, where do you yeah. move? Look, I just want a valuation. I'm, I'm, I'm not wanting it. I just tell me the value of my house. I'm, I'm, I, I, that's all I want. So it's actually a, a, a good way to circumvent that and actually just avoid all the flaff estate agents give you like us <laughs> yeah yeah. if people do the instant valuation tool and they think it's not accurate just pick up a phone we'll have 
a five minute conversation about maybe some bits and bobs that the instant valuation tool maybe not be able to pick up like extensions or loss conversion anything like that i'll come back to you within the next 48 hours and tell you a rough idea of where it is yeah and and and, it, and the rough idea is more or less spot on to be honest because because we have access to all the information about the house sales and what sold and regardless of who it sold with and, and then all the pictures of what sold and what you know in what area um, so it's easy for us to get access to all that information for, with through other agents um, as well and, and and get an accurate account of where your valuation of your house is. Um, so so whether the gains are backed or, or are banked or tied up in bricks and mortar, it looks like all five homeowners are really in the driving seat for the for the for the the time to come. I mean, you know, what about first? What about all the first the five first time buyers? I mean, they're priced out the market and able to get in the property ladder. Um, are the younger Fife of Fife are actually losing out again? Um, I mean, because reading the newspapers, you'd think so, yet nothing actually could be further from the truth. Did you know that? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, myself, I was a first-time buyer a couple of years ago now, managed to get on there. I would say, I would say my generation wants sort of what they... They want, the, they want to go from zero to 100 pretty quickly where maybe they not be able to do that now in the current market, but yeah. they can definitely get on the ladder, maybe not be able to get their state away, but they'll buy something and maybe in two, three, four years down the line, they'll be able to make the next jump up. They maybe just have one more move in between yeah. that, but there's nothing stopping them getting on the ladder, especially if they're in quick and have everything in, in position because first-time buyers are probably the strongest buyers in the market, you know? They're no chain hungry to get on the market looking to complete quickly i wish everybody was almost a first-time buyer because you know what the, you don't know what the difficult is the first-time buyers the first-time buyers kind of get the extra money to pay over and above the home report value to get the mortgage and that is the biggest issue with home reports home reports actually are not really reflective of true market value they're reflective of historical information which is often out of date and they can't actually give the true market value hence the problem is it curtails it and it stops people from actually getting the house they really want because they don't have the extra money over and above to put onto it. Because in the early days, you know, way before home reports, what you do, you make an offer on a house, then a surveyor would go around and he'd say, right, okay, let's have a look at that. And he would, he, more or less, he would agree with the offer you've made because it's market-led. And then yeah. he would go to the bank and say to the bank, yep, I agree with that valuation. And the person would be able to get the lending right up to that value. But what's happening now is... That's not happening. There's a home report put in place, and the first thing they go for is the home report. So possibly the government should maybe look at, in the short term, actually looking at home reports and actually saying, look, maybe we should actually revise them if that is the case in this current climate to allow first-time buyers and potentially people with smaller deposits to actually get access to housing um, at, at, you know, at affordable levels. Um, did, interestingly enough, did you know it's 44.3% cheaper today to buy a house in Fife than compared to 2007. No, it's not a typo at the end of the day. In 2002, 17.3% of first-time buyer households' income went on the mortgage payments. So in 2002, 17.3% of their income of a first-time buyer went on mortgage payments. Today, that figure stands at 19.3%. Yet in 2007, it was 34.7%. Hence why it's cheaper today to buy a house than it was in 2007 for a first-time buyer. And and so what do you think? What do you think's driven that? 
Well, I'll just say the cost of living is um, the cost of living really is as simple as that. Um, Interest rates are so low. That's probably that's probably what's driven it, isn't it? And the, is the fact that two thousand and seven interest rates were sky high, um, and and that was that was the one they were going up, and now they're down about what one and a half percent you can get for yeah. a first time buyer, and effectively have a five year fixed rate deal, which actually has great for budgeting as well, and you don't have to take into account anything like inflationary pressure because, you know, when inflation kicks in, they tend to increase interest rates as a result. So of course, I mean, for most of the five, the, the potential first-time buyers, the largest barrier to home ownership is the matter of raising adequate deposit. Um, this is actually quite a good end, though. I mean, rising rents and future energy prices uh, won't help, and, and will in fact uh, make the problem uh, worse. Uh, giving ambitious um, five first-time buyers not much left at the end of the month to save for a deposit of their first home. Um, so when soaring five house prices, um, this means that five renters need to save their deposit as well, um, and and they're in the same situation uh, year on year because it, it continues to grow. It's 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 a it's a difficult it's a difficult one. Eh? Um, it's yeah. You know, it's how how on earth do you get on the ladder if you if you basically kind of get on the ladder? Yeah, especially um, if you move into a new area that you that you fall in love with. You don't have any family you can necessarily live with or just take a year out or rent in just to say help you save for the deposit. If you move into a new area, you're going to have to rent because you know nobody knew. So people are coming from yeah. far from the field to five. But um, other than that, you, you have to hope you have a nice family that's going to let you stay there rent-free for a little bit longer. Well, that, I, was, I was just about to say that. <laughs> have you any advice to the young people? Stay at your parents' house for now and save as much as you can for your first deposit because you'll never get a, you'll never get another opportunity to save as much money at that point in time than you were. I know you're frustrated and I know you want your first house and I know you just want it, your freedom, regardless. And it's even if it's renting a property, but I tell you, you'll get yourself into a jammy situation and that'll be you locked into that system. So milk it for all it's got, save as much money as possible. Bank of mum and dad, let them finance. Exactly right. <laughs> let them finance your food and your your ironing and your washing and your clothes <laughs> and your energy bills for now, and uh, take advantage of it and save as much as you can, and then go for your first house. Exactly. I wish I could hand off my ironing. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, for those annoyed renters, uh, there's an unpleasant irony that if you could only get on the five housing ladder, then then you would find yourself better off. But then then you would spend a lower proportion of your monthly take home pay on keeping a roof over their heads. Uh, some people in the press have actually suggested the older generation. This is actually quite an interesting one, and this is the new way. They always find new ways. Eh? See when you see when you when you think at the credit crunch and this packaging up toxic debt. And any man and their dog getting a getting a mortgage and then packing it up with some good stuff and then selling it on to another bank um, and hiding the toxic part um, was 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 done away with. Well, they've invented another new way um, to 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 get to get this and to make money. At the end of the day, banks are there to make money. They're not there to lend money. They're there to make money. Let's be honest. So they found a new way to do this. And and I've been I've been very nervous of equity release for a long long time. I don't like it at all. Because it effectively, if, uh, let me explain. Some people in the press have suggested the older generation, with all their equity tied up in their homes over the last 20 years, should release some of their money and give it to their children or their grandchildren to help them on the ladder, maybe. 
Um, but, I mean, how are they going to do that? They're actually in the house. So reports in the press have also described many homeowners in their 60s um, um, and older um, changing their plans to move home. Um, and many are planning to downsize to release the tied up equity in their home. Um, and that equity would be either used to invest in the, in the bank to produce an income for them or to help their children or even sometimes their grandchildren onto the property ladder. Yet with interest paid in the banks and the building societies, any lump sum is very, very low and, and too many mature homeowners hardly see any worthwhile in actually downsizing because, well, you know yourself, look at the classic example in East Nuke. I mean, we've often turned around to people and actually said, I wouldn't sell because yeah, <laughs> there's no way you're going to be able to move out and actually get this money for that and actually get a, a, a property even, even a bit smaller because they're almost the same price. Yeah, it's um, very common, St Andrews and the East Nuke at that, at that sort of level, especially because properties are so few and far between. Downside, if people want to downsize, they're going to want to be certain area because they love where they are right now and probably all on one level if it's downsizing and there's just such a limited stock available of that stuff. It's the limit, it's the limited stock with the bungalows, isn't it? And, and many people are actually looking, many of the older generation are actually looking to downsize to something that they can get all on the one floor. Um, so they're actually looking at, you know, chalet style, one and a half stories, uh, and even double stories. Um, but the, at least they've got a bedroom, a kitchen, a bathroom, uh, or a shower room, and a, and a living room downstairs, and a dining room. So if they've mm -hmm. got all that downstairs, they're quite happy to pay for the upstairs and just say, well, have the grandkids visit and all the rest of it. But that is the dilemma, isn't it? It's the fact that when they, when they go to downsize to that, it's almost the same price as what they're just selling. So they're no better off. Yeah, I say it all. I wouldn't say I say it all the time, but I say it quite often. My latest one was in London Links. I said, you're going to get this for that. You're wanting something. Are you going to get better than what you've got for this? No. Yeah. So no, there's no point in staying up, moving. Just stay where you are, bide your time, and then we'll have a chat again next year or whenever it is and move forward from there, make a different yeah. plan. I mean, many of the first-time buyers are actually, or the would-be first-time buyers, are actually missing out from the help of the bank of mum and dad or grandma and grandma, grandpa with, with their deposit because of this. Uh, however, the problems caused by low interest rates could also be their better saviour. Many house owners, this is it. See, many of the actual people are now looking at this, and I've looked at this in depth now, and this is why we wrote this article and got the team to put this together. They're turning to equity release. Um, now, I'm not selling equity release. I have a friend that does this, and he sat down with me recently, and uh, and, 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 and he, he didn't need to convince me because I knew how it worked. And then when I looked at it again and, and at how it's changed because it's more highly regulated, um, I, actually was, I actually thought it was a great idea to do that because there is a lot of people that are older that actually want to consider to keep staying in their existing house, but they don't actually want to move. But they've got all their money tied up in there and it's like, how do I get that out and use it for me and actually and actually still continue to live in the house? Um, because a, a normal mortgage just won't do that. No. So equity release is actually a really good option now. Um, and again, as I say, be, for anybody out there, we're not specialists in this, but I, I'm an accountant by trade previously. So I understand the dynamics, I understand the figures, but you, you go to a specialist for this and they'll, they'll let you understand. But I know on the basics how it works. So they've turned to equity release, and that allows them to release a share of their equity and their, their, their assumed mast, uh, the mast and the property over the years um, into a tax-free cash lump sum. 
So the cash be used, could be used to help uh, um, deposits for their children, their grandchildren, or anything they want to do. If they want to go on holiday, hey, just go on holiday. If they don't have the money there, and then it's tied up in your property. I have somebody that actually has no next of kin. So therefore, um, um, and all our house is paid off. So therefore, what happens is when she goes, the whole house just goes to the state. It gets given away. She can't get access to that money at all. And equity release is actually going to allow her to do that in this form, because other than that, it will just get given away to somebody she doesn't even know. So she has no next of kin at all, no family left. Um, so this is a really good option for her. Um, so when a mature homeowner then stays in the larger family home and it helps them buy the the family, buy a property, um, that could actually do it. So whilst I'm not a mortgage broker, as I said, or an advisor, uh, you must take proper advice from the qualified person. Um, equity release mortgages don't have, they don't have end dates, okay? And the interest payments, so they're interest only. So they're interest only, and it's rolled up until you pass on, okay? Now, I'm not a big fan of the roll-up thing, because then what you're doing is you're paying money, you're paying interest on the interest, aren't you? Yes. Because then you get, if you're due a thousand pound interest in the first year, that adds on to the equity, and then you, you're getting charged interest on that thousand pound. And then if you're due interest on the next thousand pound, then that gets added on entry, and you're due interest on two thousand pound out for the next year. Yeah. So it, it's it's I'm not keen on that, but it does you allow it does allow you to pay the interest as you go as well. Aye, so it's it's perfect. So all you would have outstanding is the initial capital amount. So if you take fifty thousand out, for example, and you're paying. Well, let's give an example of here, and and I'm no listen. Speak to a mortgage, speak to an equity release specialist. But you're taking fifty thousand out, and you're you're taking it at five percent, for example, times point zero five. Uh, you're two and a half divided by twelve. So two hundred eight pounds a month is going to cost you two hundred eight pound point three three pence. Um, every single month you're going to pay in the interest payments, and the fifty thousand is still due. But you've actually got fifty thousand in your hand right now to pass on to your grandchildren, your children or whoever you need to, or whatever you need to do. And it's now out of your house. You've been able to release it. And that is available because you don't, it, it's nothing to do with got a job or anything like that. It's your age it comes into play. So I think you've got to be over, I think I start qualifying. I'm now 55. Yes, I'll admit <laughs> it. I know I don't look it, but... <laughs> Jimmy, you're supposed to say I don't look it. <laughs> you don't look it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> so... So the interest rate, the interest payments. So the interest rate you pay is normally fixed on the mortgage, but but and because the interest rates are so low, that means the debt shouldn't actually balloon up if you continue to pay it. And 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 should you decide to sell in a few years' time, you can just pay back the capital, the redemption fee, and, a, and the amount of interest accrued if you want. So that's what actually someone else is doing. I've got along in the East Nook. So they're doing that recently. They've done that. So they're going to sell that, but they're going to get a huge tranche of money still over and above that, and that will allow them to go somewhere else. So they did that as well. Now, of course, that doesn't mean there'll be less of your off, off that. Now, of course, that does actually mean there will be less for your offspring to actually inherit when you go, right? But but I'll be honest. You know, I look at my mother and father and say, "Why are you? Why are you keeping it for me?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it. You should have given me it when I was younger, when I needed it. I don't need it now. Um, so just go and enjoy it and use it for your own purpose and your own means. Uh, and if anything, sort the grandchildren out. Do you know? Look after them. 
Um, I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on this? Well, there'll be, um, like you say, if you borrow fifty thousand pounds to help someone get on the ladder, and the interest is like two hundred eight pound a month, there'll be people out there, first time buyers and stuff, or family, they haven't got the capital to go and pay fifty thousand pounds down on a property, but they'll be able yeah. to afford two hundred pound, two hundred eight pound a month. So, although they're taking it out of the house, there'll be people able to pay the monthly payments for the family, but have the money to go now. So. Yeah. There's loads of different options with equity release. So it's really and, and, and that's pretty good because when you roll that up with a mortgage and then you roll that onto it as well, because maybe the first time buyer could actually or whoever it is that's getting it could actually pay the interest only element to the person. <laughs> I mean, you put in order to do it, you've apparently you well, I did it for my daughter. So not the equity release, but you've got to give it as a gifted deposit. So you <laughs> can't actually say you still have it. You've got to give it as a gifted deposit um to the person. But then if they want to help out on this, you know, on a different uh, agreement and the fact that I'll pay the interest for you, then that's entirely up to them. But if, if you look at it this way, you get the right type of house. But the now if you're paying 650 quid a month in rent and then you're taking 208 pound off of that, then you could effectively get a mortgage. It'll cost you maybe, what, 450 or thereabout. Yeah. So you, you can get a mortgage that costs you 450 a month on a capital repayment. Um, on a property which is maybe less value and then still pay the 208 and you've still got a property but you're still paying the same amount as you would have paid in rent exactly i had a gentleman last year he was renting with us 750 pound a month and qualified to rent when he went to get a mortgage he thought he was going to be able to get a really big mortgage and up, up to about 750 pound a month because he had three years of payments showing that he could afford it mm -hmm. turned out he could only borrow a certain amount which worked out about 300 pound a month and he couldn't he couldn't work it out in his head that he can only borrow 300 pound a month for his mortgage up to that amount but he could pay 750 pound a month rent so in these circumstances people do accommodate for paying that much and they can but they just don't have the cash yeah i mean to anybody watching you know give us a thumbs up if you're if you're following this um you know if, if not give us a smiley face um and then we might actually elaborate a bit more exactly what we're talking about but hopefully everybody's following this so give us a thumbs up if you're following it, please. Um, the I mean, equity release has always had a bad press recently, but in the, but but in the past it was it was because it was unregulated and pricey. Yet today there's more protection for borrowers because they've now regulated the market. So one answer to the growing interest debt is to pay part of all of the monthly mortgages are said and interest charged. Yet you must have that in income as well. So so when you think about it, so when you think about it, remember. Um, it's all very well saying you can get equity release and and because you're older. Um, but if you you have to understand, well, they will go through this with you anyway. But you have to understand that it will roll up in interest over the years if you can't pay the interest on a monthly basis. But you still have the option to pay it now and again if you want and just pay amounts into it. So if you come into a wee windfall, then you can pay part of the interest off later on, and then that doesn't obviously get interest charged on it. So you're still left with initial capital if you if you want. Um, you should. You, the key here is take advice on equity release, and it will affect because um, on how it will affect maybe maybe nursing home fees or inheritance tax or something like that. Also, if if only one person in your home is the owner of the property, uh, and if the homeowner then passes away, um, the partner is not on the mortgage because the owner, you know, only owners can go on the mortgage. Um, so you won't have rights to actually stay in the family home. So you've got to be careful of that as well. So you've got to make sure. Because if your, I would suggest if your home's owned outright, then you probably put it into your own names. Now again, get legal advice on this, and then you do equity release because then you've got rights to stay in it if the other one goes. 
um, and continue to do that. Finally, if you're planning to move, don't just compare the interest rate. Um, uh, um, if you're planning to move, then don't compare just the interest rate and the redemption for the early charge because some could be actually very high. So it's it, you know these are again, again these are all we hidden costs. We'd looked on buy to let the other day. We looked on buy to let mortgages, and we, it was interesting because we saw it was two thousand pounds of an arrangement fee with the bank to get a mortgage. Aye, aye, exactly. <laughs> That's how much buy to let costs you. That's why the entry fees to buy to let are actually quite high. So it really is a medium to long term investment. But it was two thousand pounds arrangement fee with the bank, and it was to get a two point four nine percent mortgage over two years fixed. But then if you got the 2.59 over two years fixed, so in other words, 0.1 more, then it was only a thousand pound fees, 995. So it made absolutely sense when you work it out, because when you think about it, if you've, if you've got a hundred thousand pound mortgage, um, I'll just do a quick calculation here. I'll just say you've got a hundred thousand pound mortgage times 0.001, uh, you're a hundred quid for the year. For the extra, so you're paying two hundred pound for the extra 0.1 percent mortgage rate, and yet you're getting a thousand pound reduction in your arrangement fees for the two years. So it makes absolute sense to go for the one that's got nine nine five on it. Yeah, some people probably you think they were thinking out, but I think they're just banking on people just going for it, aren't they? Seeing the lowest well, one going for it. You know yourself. Here's a classic example of how I can show it. Everybody goes, "What? You're one and a half percent." I can get it for 0.5. And it's like, oh dear. You you don't and and people immediately think the cheapest is the best, don't they? And that's exactly what the banks are banking on. And the fact that the cheapest interest rates are the best. When the actual fact, when you look at the whole thing, it's the whole cost. And it's actually how much more that person can get when it comes to being an estate agent, isn't it? I think it's um I think it's impossible to be the cheapest and the best. Yeah, I think that as well. You know, yeah, well, and, and so just explain what do you mean by the best? I mean, to get the best price. Well, there's a difference. Let's just say, you know, on, on, on percentages of, of fees right here, if you sell something, yeah. if the value is 200,000 and someone's charging you 1% and they charge and you sell the house for 200,000, let's just say. That's two grand then. Yeah, two grand. So let's just say. You decided to go with another agent, and they were charging. Let's just say So they're one point five, and that's three grand. But you're going to get two hundred five thousand. And so effectively, you're two grand up. Well, one point five percent agent. Yeah, uh, some people can't work that out, but that's when you need to demonstrate your sales. Well, I would need to demonstrate my sales in the area and what we're achieving. Yeah. And in that area, how many over home report? I think it's last year about. 7,000 in a leave mouth area and this year in Cooper is about 20, 25 in the, in the yeah. Cooper area. So num numbers don't lie at the end of the day. And I think that's I think that's why it's quite important for when you come to equity to lease that, then you check out all the charges or even any mortgage for that fact. You know, check out the charges and work out how much the charge is over the period of time you're taking it. For example, again, when we come back to even a five-year deal on that fixed rate mortgage, it was a hundred pound extra a year. So even five years, it was only five hundred pounds. So even over five years, it was still better to take the one with the point one percent more because you're still saving four hundred and ninety-five pounds over the five years. 
Um, so it makes absolute sense that way. Um, so um, just to just to finish off there on on the equity release then, my, my advice is take professional advice and speak to family and get them involved. Yes, we've all built up an amazing equity in our five homes. And yes, there is potential to help the younger generations with that wealth. Um, just go in with your eyes open, know all the facts, all the pros and cons out of this whole thing, and then decide which is best for you and all the information at hand. Um, you know, it's it's people like us that are there to help you at the, at, when it comes to it, um, because that is that is the valuation of your house, and then coupled with our experts, because we do have people. I mean, Willie Shan does equity release. I know Willie is a regulated equity release expert with Cara Cara Mortgages, um, so he actually does that. And it was Willie actually sat down with me and actually explained it to him. I just showed the simple tables, and I thought that makes absolute sense. I was even considering it myself. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was thought I could release more money and actually buy more property because I can make a higher return than actually the, the equity release is costing me. <laughs> well, that's how that's how people like me think. Yeah. It's like that's just like lending from the bank. That's what businesses do, don't they? It's like mm -hmm. if I get the bank, if I can get it at the bank at four percent and I can make fifteen percent on it, then I'm making an eleven percent differential on the bank's money. Thank you very much. So, your final thoughts on this, Jimmy? Um, well, it's a great option, a great tool, but as you said, you need to speak to the experts, make sure it's viable in what you want to do, um, mm. and making sure it's something that that you can definitely afford to do, but it's a great option, and the best thing you can do is speak to somebody and discover the option. If it's not for you, then you can just say no, but to speak yeah. to an expert, what's it going to cost you? An hour or two of your time to bring this option to different parts of your family if you're helping them out or investing and creating, a, be able to come financially free for a two-hour, potentially a two-hour conversation because once they speak to them, someone like us, Five Properties, once they want to invest it, can take care of everything from there and they don't even have to have any involvement. Absolutely. Um Listen, if anybody gets a chance, I've posted that instant valuation tool on the comments in the comment section there. So if you, if you want, just click on the instant valuation tool. You'll get an instant valuation of your property. Um, that'll allow you to do that. And uh, and also for landlords as well, it gives you an instant valuation of the rental value as well. Um, I mean, you know, the 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 article is in the, in the in the comments as well. You can click on that. You can read it again at your own leisure. But the key points here is the average house price in Fife has actually increased by around about 155% in the last 20 years. Um, that effectively is about around about £112,000, £113,000 profit for every single person if you've got a house locked into your house. Um, adjusted for inflation, um, five house prices have risen in real terms, 83%. I mean, that's a, that's definitely a, a, an inflation buster, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, where, where else would you get an 83% return? Um, and that's crazy, eh? Uh, so, and, and what does it mean for the five first-time buyers and five homeowners as well? But more importantly, there's a bit about the equity release as well. So you can click on that and, and, and read that to your own leisure. If you do require further information, please feel free to message us direct. Uh, you can call us on the office numbers as well. It's on our websites or on the Instant Valuation tool. And, uh, and that's us. And until next time, guys, um, I'm Jim Parker for Five Profits TV. And, uh, and that's Jimmy Mullen. That Bye, way. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Bye for now. <laughs>